Throughout the Bible, the word fear or the concept of fear is used throughout. And uh, it is a grave concern. It is something that can cause even the strongest to fall. And as I was studying some scriptures, the Lord gave me some understanding about how fear can, we can become full of fear, and as we become full and, 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 and we become saturated with this fear, that we become less and less and less uh, consumed by faith. It's almost as if for every ounce of fear that may come in, um, you know, we're losing two or three ounces of our faith. Because again, um, they cannot stand in the same place at the same time. One will be there and one will not. And so as we were, as I was studying, the Lord said, He said, I, I want you to focus on fearful versus being faith-filled. And so this is what we're talking about tonight, is being fearful with the emphasis on full rather than on fear, and the emphasis on filled versus faith. Because if I am filled with faith, I'm filled. I don't have to worry about filling myself. I've, I'm just up to the, I've got, I've got no room for any more. But the problem is, is I have a tendency to focus on those things that are related to fear. And so the Holy Spirit took me to a couple scriptures, and I want to share these with you. Uh, the scripture, the first scripture that we'll look at is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. And, um, you know, we're in the process of being built up. And if I am allowing the Holy Spirit to build me up, some stuff is going to have to move out of the way. Namely, the way I used to think or the way I used to operate. 1 Corinthians 15.57 says, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory, who gives us the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory. I'm all about victory. I don't like to lose. I want to be victorious. But why is it that there are times in my life that even though the Word says that, that, that it is He who gives us the victory through Jesus, that God gives us the victory through Jesus, why is it at times that I feel less than victorious? Fear. Why is it at times that I don't know that I am standing in victory? The Word says that I have victory through Jesus Christ. That means that I should always be in a victorious position. But I'm not. And I look. And it is fear. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. If I am not in the right place... We're going to look at a scripture. It's all about my mind. It's all about the soundness of my mind. If I am concentrating on the things that are not of God, I'm not going to know that I need to, I need to be in possession of a sound mind. So if I do not possess a sound mind, there is not going to be the possibility, I will not be in that place to be able to realize that my victory is through. So I'm dealing with fear. I want to remind you I'm still dealing with fear. 
I am full of fear. I am fearful. I got something coming at me. Let's just say the phone rings in the middle of the night. It's never good when a phone call comes in at the middle of the night. Or let's just say, uh, like you get rear-ended, uh, you know, in, in a car. Like I was rear-ended on the freeway the other last week. Okay, and so. Or, or, you know, something happens or they're laying you off or laying people off at work. Okay. Now we know the scripture says victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that. We recited that. We memorized that. But there's a problem here because as soon as I hear that bad news, fear comes rushing in. And all of a sudden I forget that I am to be faith-filled. I want to go back to a scripture. I want to look at a scripture real quick. So we can build on top of this. Remember, we're talking about fearful versus faith-filled. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Now I'm going to read a little bit further. I'm not going to deal with the full scripture. Holy Spirit saying, Be strong and of good courage. The scripture continues to say, Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Okay? All of that whole scripture, up to the point where I stop, deals with something that if I do not possess it, victory means nothing to me. Or I should say, if I do not possess this element, then understanding what Jesus has done for me would be next to impossible. Be strong and of good courage. And the Holy Spirit had me look at the words, good courage. I thought all courage was good. But no, to God, not all courage is good. There's worldly courage and there is spiritual courage. And God is saying, if you're going to understand the victory that Jesus has given you, you're going to have to understand the kind of courage that causes me to turn my head. Good courage. Because when you have good courage, Scripture says, that you will not be fearful, nor will you be afraid of anything that is around you. Yet, as soon as we get some bad news, or as soon as they pick up the x-ray, or as soon as the doctor says, I need to speak with you, or as soon as you open the letter and they say something, fear comes rushing in, we become full of it, and then we stand in a place of faithlessness because I am so consumed by what I've heard. Remember, good courage is what I need. Because if I don't have good courage, I will never be able to understand the victory at the cross. I will always be in and out, vacillating left and right because I don't know where I stand. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. So, I, I, I stood there and, and I was, you know, I had these words in my head. And uh, I asked the Holy Spirit, I, I need, I need a understanding a, a little bit more. Because see, your scripture says, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's even changing for me. It says, do not fear nor be afraid of them. Who exactly Holy Spirit is them? Everybody and anybody, he said, that does not possess or cannot substantiate or cannot uh, cannot promote you in the direction of good 
of good courage. Well, Holy Spirit, who would that be? It could be a husband. It could be a girlfriend. It could be a boyfriend. It could be a son or a daughter. It could be your best friend. It could be a co-worker. It could be a doctor. It could be anybody that you don't even know. If these people are not, if they're not promoting you in the direction of good courage, you're doomed to stand in a place of fearfulness. But meanwhile, the Holy Spirit's saying, I need you to be strong and of good courage, the kind of courage that I'm going to look at. It's the kind of courage that will fill you up so that you can look the enemy in the face and you can stand there from a place of security knowing, I don't care what that is. I've already beat it. I don't have a direction around it. I, it looks pretty big. I don't have any way around it. I've got no money in the checking account. It doesn't make any difference because I already know the victory. Uh, the doctor said that I'm uh, that, that there's a spot on the x-ray, but that's okay because I've got good courage, okay? I got the pink slip in the mail, but that's okay. God says I, I got good courage. It's the kind of thing that gives me a victory in the face of everything, not just something. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. It says, for the Lord your God, it's He who goes with you. Part of the problem with me is that when I'm walking down the street and I say, okay, God, you're with me. God, you're always with me. And I look to my left, I don't see anybody. I look to my right and I don't see anybody. But God says, I'm standing to your left and I'm standing to your right. In fact, not only am I standing to your left and right, I'm going before you and I'm following you on the rear. He says, because I've encircled you completely. There isn't a place that you're going to be able to turn away from me because I'm protecting you in all directions. He says, why? Because I'm a good God. Why is that? Because I'm looking looking to a place to put you. I, I need to put you and make sure that where you're standing, that you're going to end up in the place that I want you to go. I don't want you to be swayed to the left by some lies that somebody doesn't, they say they know me and you're being misdirected to the left. I don't want you to listen to the words of a family member who has they have absolutely no idea my plans for you, says the Lord. But if you don't have good courage in the face of this trial, the victory that he prepared for us, that he made ready for us by the cross, will be inaccessible. I said, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit brought this to me. And it was brought to me before, but it made a little more sense to me as I looked at the word now. And he says, you know, he says, Rick, you, you, you let people into your life. You let them speak to you. And they say things to you, but you accept them. You know, we, it started uh, 7, 8, 9, and 12 years old. 7, 8, 9, 12 years old. 7 years, 8 years, 9 years old, and 12 years old are the numbers that he gives me. He gave me last night and he gave them to me right now. And he says, these are the years that people spoke things into your life. And these things, he says, were eating away at your courage. And so what ended up taking its place are the holes that they bore through. And what ended up taking its place were doubts and were wavering and were faithlessness, preparing you so that when you would be an adult, so that when it would be required of you to be faithful, 
faith let you know, faith filled your faith would would be sapped out it would be it would leak as if it was a sieve so the holy spirit said we're responsible we are the ones he says that you we must protect the good courage holy spirit how do i protect the the good courage he says you know how to do this you know how to protect the good courage the kind of courage that causes me to look at you the kind of courage that causes me that causes me to promote from and it's the same kind of courage that causes me to look at the victory of what he has done for me be strong and of good courage and do not fear so then he showed me something he showed me the gatekeeper and he showed me the watchman on the wall and the gatekeeper stands at the lowest point he stands behind the door He's, he has the key, he has the authority. He's got his authority is to to watch that that dominion that he has been tasked with is that door, that area around the door. It is his job as the gatekeeper to open and to close that thing. It is to open to allow entrance into or it is to close it to protect the inside. He can't see what's on the other side. Of this door. He doesn't have a little concave peephole that he can look out and see, oh yes, this is somebody that I know. No, he doesn't have that luxury. It is a door, it is solid, and he needs help. The gatekeeper, his dominion or her dominion, is to walk the high point. And he or she can see from a distance. In a distance, they can see everything that's coming at them, good and bad. They can see the enemy approaching. The gatekeeper never sleeps. Because if the gatekeeper shuts its eyes, danger. So the enemy's approaching. And he tells the, the gatekeeper, close the gate shut the door because you're going to be hearing something from the other side that you have no business listening to you want to know why because it's going to tell you that 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 god has said this to you when god never said this to you he's going to say something along the line is god never called you to be in that position so you might as well do what you've always wanted to do he's going to say some things that are going to devour the things that god has said there's going to be some lies spoken to you and all the while the watch what ends up happening okay is the, the gatekeeper shuts the door and and that thing has to stay on the other side But that's not realistic. So what ends up happening is the gatekeeper took a nap. He was tired. And by a nap, I mean he separated himself or herself from the body of Christ. It got to be a little too hard. So uh, for a season, I'm going to have to take a vacation so I can think some things out. And all of a sudden, the word is no longer in me. Oh, yeah, sure, I take the word with me and I tuck it under my arm. But it's not the same thing because the Bible says that you should not forsake the gathering of the brethren because there's, some, there's, there's power when everyone gets together because the Holy Ghost is present. Okay, And so what ends up happening, I take a vacation. 
vacation. You know what? I'm tired. I really worked an awful long time. I need to go to a place so I can be secluded, so I can quote unquote, so I can be with God. And that never happens because something else always comes up or the cell phone comes up. You know what? I'm a little too tired this morning or it's a little, I'm a little too late for a meeting. I've got too much to do today. So I don't stay in the presence of God in his word. So what ends up happening is that is a spiritual nap. And the gatekeeper at the bottom, he has no opportunity. He's got nothing. He can't, he, he, he's, he's at the sole discretion. Somebody's knocking at the door. Knocking at the door. And he opens the door. And he allows what should not have ever been allowed into his presence. And he allows it in. Because the one protection... The one security that the gatekeeper had was the watchman on the wall. But he fell asleep in this season. When he should have been awake, he fell asleep. So what was spoken at the door is now in the presence of the body. There's no good courage there. There is running. Run away. There is no courage. You cannot stand from that place because everything around you is falling apart. Everything around you is starting to cave in. Scripture says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. Too late, fear has come in from what I heard, from what was spoken to me, from the discussions that I had. So fear came in. I've become afraid. So if I go back to 1 Corinthians 15, 7. Victory through Jesus Christ becomes difficult for me to understand. I can recite it. I can, I can say it. I can tell you chapter and verse. But it has no bearing in my spirit, man. Because what was to be protected was stolen. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. It runs from 7 to 9. The Holy Spirit showed me this scripture and one more scripture in relation to this discussion. But he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And so then the Holy Spirit said, I want you to read this backwards. I want you to start from sound mind. And the Holy Spirit explained to me that without a sound mind, see it all starts in the mind. This is why the word says we have to renew our mind daily. If I separate myself from the body of Christ, I've separated myself from the word. When I, if I don't have the Holy Spirit, then I, am not, I don't have revelation. There is no way that I can have a sound mind. And if I don't have a sound mind, then I am not going to have a, a mind that's going to be capable of love, let alone have a power that I, will, that I would walk in or operate within. In fact, it's the complete opposite. Without the sound mind, I will live a life of powerlessness and lovelessness because there will be only chaos that I would be operating within because I don't have Jesus. 
Jesus really in my life. I may have the, the Bible in front of me, but I'm no longer reading it. Because if I was reading it, then the watchman on the wall would never have taken a nap, and the gatekeeper would never have opened the door, and I would have been protected the whole time. Then I'd understand the victory, because I understand the concept of good courage, and I'd understand that I was crucified with Christ. The only difference is now, he's already in the camp. And I have to deal with him from a different position. He did not give us a spirit of fear. So why am I dealing with fearfulness? He did not give it to me. But I have accepted something that is not mine. I, single-handedly, I can't blame anyone around me. Remember, we're in a race by ourselves. You can't make me do anything that I don't, that I don't want to do. So I can't blame you for all the hurtful words. I can't blame you for all the situations. But I am the one that have allowed myself to be exposed to that thing. Because the word says, I do not have the capacity, the spirit of fearfulness. It's not, it's not part of me. It is not part of my being, but I have accepted it. And we're going right back to square one again. I have accepted it because there was a knock at the door that my gatekeeper opened in and allowed that spirit to come in that was never given to me, but I allowed that thing to come into my presence, which robbed me of the courage, the good courage, that would help me understand the victory that Jesus has accomplished for me at the cross. But then the Holy Spirit said, John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. What does it steal? Your courage. What does it kill? Your purpose. What does it destroy? Your faith. So if all three of these are jumbled around and taken, so it's, it, 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 it kills it. The purpose is the purpose. I mean, it's always there. But when I'm looking at something that God said, Rick, I have called you to do this. Okay, and if I am, if the if the if that thing has come in because I've been unprepared to defend myself, oh, there it is. Sometimes I must be prepared to defend myself. You see, Jesus is there. God is all around us, and He's protecting us from these things. Because if we look at the word, the word says that God that um, it says, "Be strong and of good courage." Back to Deuteronomy thirty-one six, it says, "He's the one that goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you." So God's going to take care of us, but if I, I can single-handedly push him away because I'm too busy grappling with the things that are going on in my life, the chaos that's in my life, I have no time to look. Somebody left the front door open and those words are finding their way in. Have you ever left the front door open of your house and you get a bunch of flies that come in? 
And at the end of the night, you wonder where the heck did these things come from? And they all gravitate right maybe around the window or something. And you look, you look at the flies and you say, how did they come in? Somebody left the door open. Every single one of those things represents something that should not be, but it's already in. And then you spend your, your time trying to find, how do I get this thing out of my life? How do I stop the chaos? How do I get peace restored? How do I get joy returning? How do I get gladness? Because I'm supposed to have gladness. I, I, you know, I love Jesus. Where's the abundance in my life? Oh, that's right. I left the door open. And now the thief has come in and it is attempting to steal something that does not belong to it kill what was not designed for it to even come close to and destroy the one thing in my life that feeds good courage. And then I wrap my whole life with with things. Remember, I'm still I'm still talking about fearful, okay, being fearful versus being faith filled. We ask, we're saying, okay, I, Lord, I need this. Lord, help me in this situation. God says, ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven, and I love this, driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man suppose that he will, that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. James 1, 6 through verse 8. He is unstable in all his ways. Wow. If I didn't, if all I had to read was just unstable in all his ways, that would have been enough for me. How do I become, Lord, Lord, how do I become unstable in all my ways? How is it that instability in everything that I do, that, that means in everything that I'm speaking, everything that I'm thinking, everywhere I go, every place I visit, every time I sit down, with every breath I take, I am unstable in all my ways. Wow, God, I don't want to be unstable in everything. Oops, Rick, if you're if you've got no faith right now, I'm telling you, wherever you stand, whatever whatever air you you inhale or exhale, you are standing from a place of instability. So the Holy Spirit said, you want stability in your life. You got to have faith. You want stability in your health. You must have faith. You want stability in your marriage. You must have faith. You want stability in your job? You got to have faith. You want stability in your family? It must be faith that does not doubt or does not waver. And I ask the Holy Spirit, the word waver, and this is what he, what he showed me. He said, Rick, he says, I'm going to put you on a tightrope. And you put me in a tightrope. And here I am standing between two large buildings. This is in my own, my own eye. And, and I'm standing there. And of course I don't tightrope. I don't walk like that. And I'm standing there. And immediately, as soon as I put my right foot in front of my left foot, I started teetering to the left and teetering to the right. I'm trying to find that center of gravity, that peaceful place, that place where, where everything is okay. I can't lean too much to the left, and I can't lean too much to the right, because if I do, my foot on either side is going to go out in an attempt to stabilize itself, 
stabilize itself. And what ends up happening is out of my own work, not the work of God, not the word of God, not the, the truth, but what I think is correct for me, I go ahead and I try to make an adjustment and I fall to the right or I fall to the left. And it's not a good picture. I have to be stable in everything that I do. In everything that I think. Because there's something that is at risk here. There is a victory that is out there that is mine, but I'm having a really difficult time trying to get to it. Oh, I tell everybody in church, you know, I've, I've got the victory through Jesus Christ. I tell everybody, oh, I'm victorious in Christ, but yet at the sign of the first little tiny leak in the dam, at the, at the first sound of, a, of, the, of the alarm, as soon as something comes in, I fall apart because I am unstable in all my ways. Still talking about fearful versus faith filled. I'm going to take you to 1 John 5 5. It says, He, uh, who is he who overcomes the world? Okay, so he's posing a question, but it's almost like a statement. Who is he? Who overcomes the world? Uh, what kind of a person are we talking about that can overcome the world? Are there such people in the world that can actually overcome? And the answer is, this is from the Lord. The answer is, 1 John 5, 5, this is how we read Scripture. And Scripture is talking to me, and he's saying, there is somebody in the world, Rick, who can overcome the world. Did you know that? That's how he's asking me. Did you know that there is someone who overcomes in the world? It is he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It is he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the kind of person that overcomes the world. But you can't overcome the world unless you know you are victorious through Jesus Christ. And you can't understand victory until you know what good courage is. And so the Father says to us, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. There's going to be a lot of them. Okay? There's going to be a lot of them. And what is them? He's saying, do not be afraid of them. Them are all those things that are in your life that are problems. Maybe it's being rear-ended. Maybe it's a doctor. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a personal crisis. I don't know. You put it in there. There's a lot of them that we have in our lives. He says, don't be fearful of them. You've got to know that I've got your back. You have to know that I'm the one that's going with you. You've got to know that I'm not going to leave you in the face of this thing. I'm not going to forsake you in the face of this thing. I sent my, I sent my son to the cross so that he would give you a victory so that you would know that there was a way out for you. And the way out for you is to understand that the courage that I'm looking for is not the courage of the world or the courage that you can buy or the courage that you can read or the kind of courage that you 
can watch on TV and call yourself a believer. No, this is the kind of good courage that I'm looking for. It's a special kind of courage. It's an understanding, knowing that the victory that I have given you is through my son once and for all. You don't get multiple victories because they've all already been yours. You know, we may have battles now and then, but there's a difference. You fight one time. You don't need to keep fighting the same victory over and over and over again. If you were delivered once, you were delivered for the rest of your life. If you were saved once, you were saved once for the rest of your life. There may be small, tiny skirmishes in between the big battles, but you got to know, I have given you a victory through my Son, Jesus Christ.